bringing you the best Eagles basketball coverage. This is Creature Report. Well, sometimes it's best not to trust your gut and use your brain instead. We were all wrong on the gut gamble. What else is new? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is the good kind of wrong. Yep. Kind of at a loss for words right now. This is uh, Elliot, by the way, and... Russell Kelly. So we won. We won. FGCU men's basketball, 74-61 to 61 over the USC Trojans. Um, obviously, if you listen to our gut gamble and if you were anyone who's not on the team... Uh, you you were probably a little bit skeptical that you know uh, mid major is going to go you know all the way across the the country, um, three hour time zone difference, um, and upset you know a power five school. Uh, I mean you and I before the game you speak for yourself obviously, but we were saying it'd be nice to you know lose by fifteen or less right you know just trying to be realistic about the whole thing and then you know I mean what are your thoughts on that I guess. You know, that was what we were talked about. But then, like, you know, come the end of the first half, I was like, that's a win in itself. Yeah. I'd be satisfied with the way we played this first half. And if we lose, we lose. But, I mean, the second half only got better. Yeah, it did. Um, so, obviously, starting the game pretty damn cold. No shots are falling. Both teams, sort of. Yeah. Um, then USC started to, you know, be who they are, um, where they're trying to be at least. Scored some points. Um, got out to an early lead. Then FGC, you know, chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. Goes into the half down by one. Definitely, a, you know, a dub, as we would say, a little bit too much. Um, and second half starts, and, you know, you kind of think. We've been in a lot of these games against Power 5 schools over the years where we're in the game, right, for, for the first half. And then all of a sudden, the second half, it gets real. So it's kind of, you're like, okay, when's it going to get real? And speaking of real, reality was that we started looking just as good as them. Not like a team that was playing better than them but just as good as those guys on the other team. Um, I mean, those are those are kind of my thoughts about the overall way we look tonight. Yeah, I think it all started really with the defense. That's what I first noticed. You know, even when we weren't scoring on offense, we were just playing great defense and, and making it a struggle for USC to get any kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, momentum going. And uh, I think they just carried that momentum into the second half and uh, – you know, both teams didn't have super high percentage shots uh, in the first half, but I think we ended up we had to be shooting at least forty five, fifty, well, forty five to fifty percent in the second half to you know end the game overall in the forties. Yeah, overall we finished thirty nine percent from the field. Oh, sorry, thirty seven and a half. Yeah, overall it was thirty nine percent from the field. USC was forty. Here's the big change, though. We we got hit eight three-pointers, uh, shot 31% from beyond the arc. Uh, they had only three three-pointers, 16% from beyond the arc. Um, uh, How about the rebounds and the turnovers? Yeah. I mean, that's good to see. We we haven't always had the advantage there, especially when you go into play a Power 5 school. To out-rebound them by 11. Who's chock full yeah. of seven-footers. Um you know, and us, you know, big boy Sam Onu was looked like he's a little bit uh, dealing with something on his lower body. Had a uh, what looked like a little bit of a leg wrap on. Uh, played just a couple minutes, try to get his feet wet. I assume Andre Weir um, and Dakota Rivers for the most part playing the five. Um, 
you know, the whole game. Um, so, you know, 6'9", six, 6'10", six, you know, big bodies for A-Sun play for sure. Um, but, you know, it seemed like USC, you know, they had several guys 6'9", six, 6'10", six, 7 feet. Um, so it's, it's cool to see the, the rebound advantage on there. And as, as you know, we've always had good rebounding guards. Did not notice this. Zach Anderson had 10 rebounds. That's a good number. That, that's the most Yeah. on the team. Which he, I, I thought easily would have been Weir or, I guess, Bishop because he had seven. I think we had a lot of guys. Let's go over some uh, specific player standouts today. Um, obviously, uh, leading the team was Chase Johnston. He, he looked really good, especially um, when he really found a groove uh, from three. Uh, Chase Johnston, just uh, 20 points he finished with. A um, couple of rebounds, a couple of assists. Uh just looked like the player we signed up for, you know. Um, I think early on in the game he missed his first couple threes, and my just, you know, gut comment was just like, you know, if he was still on Stetson, he'd hit those shots. Because <laughs> right. over the years it just feels like we get guys who are three-point specialists and they come here and they don't hit threes. <laughs> um, and But, you know, sure enough, he, he really found his groove and it looked like the guy, you know, that you sign up for, the guy that did so well at Stetson last year. Um, after him, Isaiah Thompson, uh, he had a, you know, kind of rocky beginning of the game and he really, really turned it on. Um, another guy who exactly why we brought him in is that experience, that veteran, you know, mentality and the, the free throw shooting at the end of the game for him, um, really helped the team. Did we talk about Andre Weir at all? Not yet. Because that man seemed to struggle at first, but then really started to find his groove in the late first half and into the second half. That three though. Yeah. <laughs> you know he was he's wide open he's just gonna take it and he drained it and shocked both me and you but into the game with eight points six boards uh dakota rivers very similar game seven points four boards brought a lot of defense some big block shots down the stretch i was impressed just to pause on rivers for a minute rivers is a guy who polarizing guy right because fans love him he's got so much skill but he hasn't always played the most we've, we've established that plenty um but this game, he made some decisions, I thought, in the game that um, in the past felt like he would have made different decisions, like passing up a shot for a better shot for a teammate. The charge. The charge, I think, was excellent. Dakota, being such a good shot blocker, he's always just so eager to to go you know, swat a fool, right? Uh, and we love seeing it. But there was a, a instance, I think it was the first half, uh, if not the very early second half, where he... Um, looked like he was going to go swat a guy and instead he just stood in there strong and took the charge and it was an offensive foul. Um, those kind of moves that now that he's a senior, you can see where he's learned kind of how to just play a little bit uh, smarter, I guess you could say, but just, I, don't, I don't even want to say that, just more, more veteran, more seasoned. Um, and I was, I was really impressed with his game today. Um, someone that's not highlighted in the box score either that we did not see was Austin Ritchie. We did see him, but right. He yeah, was. Austin Ritchie and uh, Cato played a lot, but didn't show up in, in the point total, at least. Uh, but both of those guys, uh, you know, and like we said, Sam Onu earlier, um, they'll have their games. They'll, they'll get they'll get their feet wet a bit. They'll find their groove. Um, the thing about this, they kept saying it on the broadcast, too, is we have more than five starters on, on this FGCU team. Like, obviously, we're, you know, playing a tough Power 5 opponent, but, like, we got a lot of guys who could start a lot of games. Um, and it's going to depend. It's going to be different guys every night who get hot, um, and I'm excited to see how it unfolds for sure. For sure. I mean, so to come in, 
and not only beat a power five school, but lead by 20 at one point. Yeah. Um, I mean, kind of blew my expectations, but we, we talked about this. We didn't really have expectations. Like what were the expectations? Right. There's so many unknowns. Your, your, your gut for lack of a better term was like, ah, oh, we're losing, but like mentally what were the expectations? Right. So many be? unknowns on this team. It's like, we have this good incoming class of, of experience, right? Demir Bishop from a bigger school. Uh, looks like a real athletic dude. Uh, Isaiah Thompson coming from Purdue, a really good team last year. P- started like 20 games last year, but it's like uh, Sam Onu, you know, big body from Memphis, All, a bunch of guys like that. But at the same time, we've never seen them in an FGCU uniform for one. Two, they haven't necessarily had like this tremendous amount of success at their former school. So it's like, okay, on paper, we should have this really good team, but we haven't seen it. So I think this is just... Again, only one game. You shouldn't get too high or too low about really anything, but it's it's pretty hard to not get too high about an opening, like a season opening victory over a school, over in a game like this. Um, you know, just kind of confirming, validating some of the things you were hoping to be true, seeming like, you know what, they are. And I almost think, you know, we brought up Richie and, and Cato not scoring. Um, that's almost encouraging. Yeah, I know. Because, That's kind of what I meant by that. Yeah, they did. They didn't. These are guys who we know can drop twenty. We know that we know they can. We've seen it. And if they're not doing that, if they're scoring zero points apiece, and we're winning by double digits against the Power Five team. That's encouraging. Well, they did show the one graphic, the bench points. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, we were up like seventeen to their five or yeah. something like that. And that's exactly what we're saying: is we have so many tools on the bench. Yep. That we're just now starting to explore. Yep. Because and if, if we can just have a good non-con, right, get guys minutes, get figure out, you know, who plays good together, who who deserves more time, who needs some more time to kind of develop some things, whatever. By the time we get to a sun play, it should be it should be fun to watch. It's already very fun to watch. This was a really fun game. Uh, your player of the game slash who you were impressed by the most? I would have to say Chase Johnston. I know that's cheap simply because he led the team. But I, I just go back to what I had said before. It's it's We've gotten a lot of players who've had success elsewhere, and they come here and they look fine. They look good. But it's not it's not all that you want it to be, I guess. Johnston coming here with at least a couple years of eligibility, having already scored, what was it, 14 points a game or something like that at Stetson? And then he drops 20 in, in his first first night, again, not against you know a D2 school or something, but against a Power 5 school, a high major. Um, that's just encouraging. And I'm, I'm just impressed that he's not just a shooter. He's a guy who can take the ball up the court. Uh, he's kind of quick on defense. He's got really quick feet. He's also smooth, like driving to the basket. He's not one dimensional at all. Um, and he looks really good out there. I'm very impressed. I think mine would have to be Zach Anderson. Always a good choice. Uh, just the intensity he had on defense and the rebounds alone. Um, you know, he has five fouls that showed he was kind of playing with some intensity and aggressiveness, and I like that. And something I feel like he started to show at the end of last season, remember, with that poster. And uh, <clears throat> it's just I feel like he's blossoming into that aggressive player that he needs to be. He's always had it on defense, right? And I think any bit of confidence he gets, it just looks better and better. If he can, I mean, if he can, like with the way he plays defense in ways that don't show up in the box score, if he were to average like six and five 
it would probably mean six points, five rebounds to be clear. It would probably mean that he's having a really good season and you just don't even see it all the time, you know, because that would come with steals and, you know, blocks and just low opponent field goal percentage, stuff like that. The analytics. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, how can you not be happy with this? I mean, that's all I got. I mean, I don't really have any negatives other than the, the weird jerseys. Yeah, well, I'm sure they'll figure that out. Weir is number three on the roster, and he was playing with number 42 with no name on the back. Of course, the name doesn't really mean anything because everyone else's last name was Azul. Uh, it's a good bloodline we got. Everyone's from the same bird. Um, but, yeah, as far as the, the men's game goes, you know, that's what we just watched. We're excited about that. That's awesome. I do want to mention uh, the ladies' you know, 20-ish point victory over Old Dominion at home. Um, TK Morehouse doing her thing again. It's going to be a really fun year watching her. Um, you know, she would do just as well as, you know, someone like Kirsten Bell the last couple of years, but you know, Bell's a big star. Now it's, it's her team, you know, she, there's plenty of other good players in that team. Emelis is still there. There's plenty of other good players that came on this off season, but it's going to be really fun to watch her this season. She scored her thousandth point. I also, um, you know, saw, so congrats to her and it's just going to be a fun season. Yep, good start for both teams. I'm excited to play San Diego next, see what we got. Hell yeah. Till next time. Peace, guys. Go Eagles.